welcome back. Hey y'all. To another episode of the podcast where we talk about shit that happens in black people's lives. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> and, okay, let me just clear the air. Just because it's called Black Girl Tees, don't mean that it's one, only for black people, and two, only for girls. Okay, mostly it is though. But like, like it's okay, not just, it's, it's but, not like, just for like, girls, the, but... The main audience that we are talking to is it literally is that demographic does that mean that every not everybody is welcome no right so that's that's what i mean to say like men are welcome to have like men have a seat like black men have a seat at the table um it doesn't mean that white white people can't listen and i hate to use this term because i hate but there are white people who live in air quotes urban areas who deal with the fact that they have an absentee parent and have to do you know experience similar struggles as black people um but I don't want y'all to feel like this is and, and this may be wrong for me to say but like white people y'all don't got a story to tell on this podcast you could listen you could you can you know come on here and be a an ally but you it's not a space for you to sit here and talk about what you go through. Y'all have plenty of spaces for that. Um, black men, you could also talk about it. We've had black men come up here and talk about their experiences. And I think, for me, one of my favorite things is that the, the black men that have been on here were so open and, and gave so much wisdom, not just to us as black women, but for other black men and give other black men an opportunity to understand that their voices need to be heard. And that black men experiences are just as much as black women experiences. Like, the way black men treat women or act around black women are experiences of black women. So, why y'all not gonna come up here and talk about what y'all go through? It helps us. Just like what we talk about helps y'all. So, the fuck y'all do? I agree. That probably was kind of aggressive, but... (laughs) I think it's fine. Also, to the people who came and were open and transparent, like, really, thank you. Because... Sometimes it's hard to get y'all to come out of y'all shell yes. and like say certain things and be a little vulnerable. Um, and we understand that, you know, there's not a lot of safe spaces for y'all to even do that. So even taking the leap to do it here is like popping. Right. And shout out to Ryan, who is someone who, um, and some said the other men that were on the podcast, they, they don't do this, but Ryan is someone who notes his mental health and like his stance on things and it's not as public as other people are with things um but I see and I appreciate it and I learned so much just from listening to what Ryan has to say about his journey and what he's experienced and it helps me learn so much about how to one be a friend to him but two um things to keep in the back of my head when dealing with black men that I wanted to do these days so appreciate you for that Ryan but we talking about knowing when it's time to walk away, which is something that we've talked about in the past, but I feel like it's something that also, like our previous episodes, like it's something that comes up so often that it needs to be talked about again. I think the walking away is also part of the healing journey that we've like declared a while ago. Like knowing when things are no longer serving you, um, understanding when you're compromising yourself or like yeah just those kind of you gotta go yeah <laughs> but, but also understanding I feel like a lot of times we talk about how like something is no longer 
serving us, but we really talk about how things have never surfaced. You know what? That's true. Yeah, you never like we never That's true. And we that never have those conversations. Nice. Like I'm I'm here because my friend and I'll I'll just use that to, like ex- that example. I'm here rooting for you because you're my friend, but it's this has this ever served me. Right. Just because I call you my friend and I'm just using friendship as an example. Just because I call you a friend and I'm pouring into your life doesn't mean that that is serving me or doing me any justice. And not that you should be looking for... I don't believe in transactional relationships um, when it comes to a genuine bond. Like, if we're genuine friends of each other, that should not be transactional. Right. Um, now, transactional relationships in business, absolutely. But if you're my true friend, if you're, if you're my partner... I don't believe that a mother and daughter or a father and daughter or a father and son, like, I don't believe those types of relationships should be transactional. And it's like, I'm doing all these things, but it it never served me. How do you walk away, yo, how do you walk away from something that never served you? I feel like, yeah. Sometimes we're very convinced that things are supposed to serve us in a way. Or like, things are supposed to... Even if they're not serving us at the moment, we have, like, there's, like, a potential that you look for. Yeah. There's, like, okay, it's not serving me right now, but, like, I know this is a good investment, and, like, it's gonna serve me at this point in my life. So, even if it's not serving them at the time, they just, they think, like, okay, at some point, this is gonna, it's gonna serve me at some point. I hate no, literally, because that's what it is. Like, it's not actually serving you, but the potential in that, like, it's um, hope. It that gives you hope, hope, right? Yeah. That hope for the future that it changes is what you feel like is serving you, but it's actually not. Like, if something is not serving you in the present, and this is probably going to sound very selfish, but like, for I think if something's not serving you, like in in the present, especially when it comes to like. Um, relations to other people like don't work off of potential that's me like talking to myself nah I was that's literally me talking to myself it's crazy because sometimes for me I'll meet like women I'll just say that and they're like oh my god you got so much going on for yourself and like I'm trying to get there but I, I just don't know what to do and I'll dedicate time to this person and I'll speak life into them and like you can do it you need to sit down and figure it out. I'll help you with this. I'll help you with that. And then I'm just feeding into this person. And they're taking all this knowledge from me. And they're not applying it to themselves. And I'm so like, oh my gosh, she had a conversation. She said she wants to do this. And I'll think of the ideas that they want to do. so great that I'll just push them and push them and push them and push them and pour into them. And help them with resources. And I'm doing all this work. And you're not even doing this work. And I'm so like, but she wants to do so much so blinded by the fact that you ain't even fucking doing that shit. Right. It sounds good, but you ain't doing the fucking work. Exactly. And that's something I'm, I'm like, trying to, like, actively not do anymore. It's really hard, because I feel like, especially when it comes to other people, like, you want to provide that space for them to fill. And that's, again, that's going back to the hope. That's going back to just feeling like people, you know people can be better, you know people can do better. You know, like, you meet a talented person, you know they really got that shit in them. Um, and you're kind of just waiting for for the 
machine to start moving. But again, that's working with potential. And I feel like anytime you work with potential, you leave too much room for failure. She pushed into the choir now. <laughs> Calling the kettle black. Bro, like what? It's true. Anytime you you work off of potential, you have too much room for failure. Because when it doesn't, like, when you work with potential, you're going based off an idea that you create. So it's like, you are creating this this narrative. Now, I'm not even going to say it's false. But you're creating a narrative in your mind of what you think may happen, what you think is going to turn out to be. And if it doesn't go that way, you're going to be butthurt. again that sounds selfish but like at the same time there is there's satisfaction in having things that serve you whether it be from your friendships like you know being able to like go out with them like meet new people all of that like all of that ties in together all of that ties in together so walk the fuck away no, actually run I'm gonna listen I'm gonna tell you to run the moment you get that like doubt in the back of your head, like I should be run. That's something because your intuition, like your intuition, is never gonna fail you. And I'm gonna be honest, like for me, there's been times where my like intuition has said like walk away, but the love that I have in my heart for the person is like just give them another chance. Just give them another chance. Don't walk away. That's the wrong thing to do. Also, because I'm the type of person I will walk the fuck away. Like, I will, I have the, the times when I should walk away, I don't fucking walk away. No, literally. <laughs> and maybe everything you need, every, there'd be the fucking, like, severance <laughs> of please walk away and take this with you. And then you hold on. And then the thing about that is when you hold on, you don't take your fucking severance package and just walk away like you're supposed to. Then you end up getting a little more burned. Because there's that extra piece of like, like damn, I, I I saw this coming, but I still had the thought in my mind that it would turn into something else. That giving another chance would turn these turn this into a different direction. And sometimes that's just not the case. So no, take your severance package and go. That's literally what the lesson is. When you start to see that you're getting severance package, take it. Bruh. Take it. Don't hold out thinking you're going to wait for unemployment. Yo, right. Okay? Don't wait. <laughs> like, don't accept unemployment. No. Don't wait for take it. Don't expect unemployment. And go. And the severance really is your, it's your sanity, it's your peace. Um, It's your dignity. Like, all those things are like, I'm speaking in code again as I always do, but look at that as your severance. Like, while we're here, 
right? Before I've added any more hopes and any more dreams and any more anything into this, this is what I have currently with along with the information that has been presented to me. So you can make a hard stop right there. Now, if you try to make it to the finish line, I know people will be like, um, for example, a guy's, you know, I'm going to sit beside him. I'm going to, like, friends, their friends did them dirty, but they like, oh, but I can forget. Like, no. I'm sorry. There are certain things we can forgive, but not everything has to be forgiven. And I'm a, this, this may stray, <laughs> this may pull us a little off topic, but specifically when it comes to friends, and this is something that I've had to deal with with my friends group um, in the past. And not, when I say in the past, it's not too far in the past. It's like last week in the past. As, and, and this is more so for the women. If you could walk away from your friend for making a simple mistake or having a simple understanding, you could walk away from that man too. Right. Because in my and I'm speaking to my friend group, I, and I'm gonna tell somebody in business and code, who I'm gonna tell somebody in business. So I had a friend who was dealing with this dude for like four years, and he was totally disrespectful, um, blatantly disrespectful too. Like it was, it was having disrespect that would make your mama want to fight him. Like it was just wrong. And one of our friends, um, couldn't. She couldn't like. It was her birthday, so you know, like for your birthday, you go all out. So you have like Friday night, you have the, the party at the club. Saturday, y'all do an activity, and you go to dinner, and then Sunday you may go to brunch. It was one of those types of birthday weekends. And our friend couldn't come to one event because she didn't get. She couldn't get the full day off. She still had to work a half a day. And our friend cut her off. She was like, "Because you can't, you can't make." proper time to celebrate and I don't like that and it was the first time that this friend has ever missed something in general and she walked away from that relationship that, that friendship she ended it but the man who disrespected her who found she found him like found out that he was cheating and when I say found out who was cheating it wasn't from screenshots it wasn't from somebody saying something she, she walked in on this nigga cheating and she stuck beside him like, y'all be, I, and I don't, I'm, I ain't gonna dig deep on it, but like, it's a situation like that, like, your friend, this is her finances. She had to work. If she don't work, she can't support herself. She can't do what she needs to do for herself. And she didn't miss your entire birthday weekend. She was willing to come straight from work to still celebrate you, which is a lot. Right. Bro, you work an eight-hour shift? Bro, I'm telling y'all right now, if your birthday party falls on the day where I have to work, I'm not coming. Because I don't always have the capacity to go to work for eight hours. Right. And then to sit around people for four hours. That's let's four say days. let's say four hours. And then go back to work the next day. Or even the next time. Like, sometimes you really need that moment to be like, I went to work and I went home. Right. So if you have a problem with that with me, just leave. But like y'all really be cutting y'all homegirls off. And men probably do it too, but I've never experienced that with any of my male friends. But ladies, we gotta stop doing that. I mean, low-key, I feel like this is a, a very sidebar and I'm not gonna elaborate. I'm never gonna explain, so don't ask. But I don't think 
I don't think guys are really friends for real. And that's all I'm gonna say. Sometimes I feel like guys, like, their dynamic is a little, like... They're homies. Yeah, yeah, like, they're homies, but I don't think, like, their friendships get... I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not explaining. But, <laughs> hear me again, I'm not explaining. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. I feel like sometimes guys' friends are, are very surface level. And I could be wrong. And that's okay. I'm, I'm here. I'll nah, that makes a lot of sense. I think the podium and be wrong. I'm okay <laughs> if I'm wrong and you really gotta... Uh, you a bro and you really got a bro friend that's like your man but i also feel like i feel like men have this like understanding in their relationships that women don't have in relationships yeah yeah i mean i think it's a surface level thing and then women are like we're so emotional we're very emotional about things so it's like oh you didn't pull up for me for my freaking um nose ring fitting how fucking dare you (laughs) like all right girl yeah, I didn't make it. I'm sorry. But yeah, don't... I'm still going back to the potential thing. Potential? Like, you seeing someone's greatest potential is all... Is, it's not... I don't, mm, I'm not going to say always. You seeing someone's greatest potential and they don't see that for them will always have you in the rut. Because if someone, no matter how bad you want something for someone, they have to want it themselves. That's the kicker. They have to want it themselves. Because the you can't force nobody to do nothing with their life. Correct. You could bring, you could lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink. And you can't. You could give them the best motivational speech the whole way to the water. You could tell them that Jesus stirred the water himself, and if you drink this water, you're gonna be healed. But they have to want that for themselves. They have to want that healing for themselves. Your friend has to want... You know how they be like, oh, you have to stop being friends with people who still broke, who still this, who still that? You Walk the fuck away, bro. Right. We've been friends for 10 years and you still only got $2? Time to go. And you're not putting in no work? It's one thing if you just super fucking in debt because your mom put the cable bill... And your name right, was five years old. <laughs> like that's different because you trying you working toward that and you trying to figure it out. But you just there broke. And, and then when I say broke, I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about in every aspect of life. You're just this broken individual. You don't want to go to therapy because you don't think therapy works. You don't want like first of all, and I'm gonna tell y'all right from my experience, therapy does not work the first time. You go to therapy. And you be like, in therapy and anger management, you go to the first one and you get even more irritated than you were the first fucking time. You get irritated. Why the fuck you asking me all these questions? Why the fuck you worried about what happened to me in 1996? I wasn't even born now. I was still floating. Right. Like, it irritates you. But it takes sometimes a therapist or someone who's fixing something, they have to... You ever had a plumber come in your house? And you say it's leaking. This pipe is leaking. They have to turn on the water to see it leak right. to fix it. And therapists are not going to fix you. You have to fix you. They're going to give you the tools to do what you need to do. They're going to hear you out and say, you know what? I'm realizing that in your relationship with Malcolm, that the reason why you feel the things you feel is because your relationship with your father. Or your relationship with your mother. When Malcolm walks away from you in the middle of an argument, that reminds you of how your mother doesn't listen to you. 
it, it's gonna have to take that and you're gonna have to sit there like we talked about in the last episode and check yourself and be like you know what he's right but when you have people who aren't willing to have those conversations with you who are okay with walking away and leaving shit up in the air first of all someone does not validate your feelings that's a dead giveaway if the motherfucker don't care about you and if they're not willing to... Now, there are times when you have to walk away in a conversation. And that if someone walks away from you in a conversation, it could be a very hurtful thing. Because you're like, damn, I'm sitting here telling you what's up and you walking away right. from me. If they don't circle back and be like, listen, I had to walk away because I was feeling X, Y, and Z type of way. And it wasn't going to be a productive conversation. So let's talk about it now that I'm in a better place. Then, that gives you the opportunity to either, one, have the conversation with them. Or two, you say, it's, too, it's a little too late. And you respectfully walk away but do not keep yourself in a situation and that comes with a relationship work anything don't stay here even a party if you go to the club and you realize at some point in time this ain't for me leave no literally leave bro call an uber and leave walk the fuck outside we just left how's hell it Like, we gotta go. I don't know and why. And we held on for a little bit. No, too, we had, not a damn we thing was gonna change. Two, two drinks. So how you how you hot already? And you keep drinking, expecting something to change. Exactly. That, that, that was us. That was insanity. Exactly. <laughs> Literally insanity. We knew that adding more drinks would just make us hotter, and we just kept going. I don't understand. I don't understand. The thing is, leaving is not easy, and I feel like that's the one thing we haven't said yet. But, like, I'm, I mean, we did. But it's not easy to leave um, because leaving situations, whether it be your friends, a partner, like, work, whatever, it gives you this sense of, like, shame because you feel like the thing that it didn't work out. So you have the shame, and then you also have this, like, feeling of kind of like you're kind of scared and you're scared because now you have to kind of start from the bottom again so like say you had a friend you and your friend fall fall out and now the mutual friends that y'all have know so you might feel shame because you're like okay they know what happened between us so it's like where 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 do they lie where do they, where does their loyalty lie or you're in a relationship and it ends and you feel like, you know, you feel shame because it ended. So now you, when people are asking about your partner, now you got to be like, yeah, that's not my partner anymore. Bro, I have to move. Me I as fuck. To, and that me shit as is fuck. scary. That shit is like, it's scary to feel like you have to start over from a certain place, but. But this is such a like blessing in starting it's over. such a blessing in starting over. And, and I say that because some people, you have to realize the blessing in something that didn't work for you. Like, what they, and, and I, I'm not trying to sound churchy or nothing, but God, thank you for blocking whatever the fuck else was coming. Thank you for, 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 and thank you for shielding me. Thank you for having mercy because you don't know, you, there are women who have been in like domestic violence relationships that finally got the courage to leave. And then they they hear years down the line that like this man went to jail for killing his wife because right. he beat her to death, and they have that moment of that could have been me. Exactly. Like you don't, you just you don't want that. You literally do not want that. 
and also signs like seeing signs that Bruh, you know red flags don't know them shit ooh I have ignored many red flags in friendships I've ignored them I've ignored them a lot in relationships um and that's just me trying to have like a pot it's like trying to have a positive outlook but also be like you know what's crazy? I feel like I ignore red flags more in friendships than relationships. Like, than romantic oh, relationships. yeah. Because, yo, when it comes to guys, I'm like, I've got to go. Like, if it, if it seems like a relationship that I want to be long term, then sometimes I'm a little, I can stretch. You know, I can make a, I can make a red flag, but orange. You know? But, um, my friendship ones, I definitely will linger. I definitely have lingered in, in friendships where I feel like I'm, it didn't serve me, it never served me really, and I should probably just keep it moving, but I just, I don't. I guess for a girl code or something, like, because I'm really big on, like, is he a girl or we're all growing together? It's so weird. Because, I, and the thing is, well, one, let's identify that their heart, like, friendship heartbreak is a thing. It is. And I feel like sometimes that makes, like, people don't want to acknowledge that. But friendship heartbreak is a thing. It's because it's not easy to walk away from. Like, your friendship is, friendship is the one thing in this world, the one re- relationship style in this world, where no one really needs anything from you. And this person is literally just there like for shits and giggles that's what friendship is like your family members they might need something from you y'all are blood related like just a lot riding on that kind of dynamic with your child if you have a child your child needs you definitely like definitely needs you at least for the first seven to eight years of their life that's going to be what you're doing is developing this child with your partner they may need something from they may need emotional support. They may need help if their parents are sick. Like, these are things similar to friends too. But there's that added intimacy that comes with relationships. But your friends literally are just there for shits and giggles. And I think that's that's really fun. <laughs> like, I actually kind of like that now that I think about it. It's crazy because I <laughs> it's it, it, it total reason what you're saying. But I feel like well, maybe I'm per- I'm probably the only person who feels like this. I'd be ready to go out with my friends, you know, and like have those shits and giggles moments. But with my partner, I'd be like, I want to go out with my friends. Like, no, that no, may no, be no, fucked no. up. It may sound so fucked up, but like, I want to go out with my friends. I want to sit down and have. I want to talk about you to my friends. I don't want to talk about you with you. Right. And that that may be the <laughs> right. I would say that may that may be the problem that you are the problem, and I don't want to talk about it with you. Just walk away. Because I remember, bro, in 2020, at that job that I hated so much, I just kept sticking it out. Because I, I in the back of my head, I'm like, I keep talking about people, to these people about what I want from this job. And they kept telling me, like, you have the potential to do it. You're very talented. We're going to see what we can do. We're going to see what we can do. And I noticed that in corporate America, we're going to see what we can do is the equivalent of... I hear you. I'm going to work on it. And you never fucking work on that shit. Right. That's the equivalent of that shit. 
not professional lie. Like, bro. First of all, corporate America is a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. Nope. Left and right. <laughs> Quit that job. Like, just quit. And I feel so bad for people. When I first started working in retail, it was literally right after high school. Um, And I started off as a sales associate. And, like, for me, it was because it was something that I, it was a talent of mine that I had. I I could visual merchandise since I was, like, new to the game because that's something that I wanted to do. I had that eye. Um, So I would go above and beyond um, without overwhelming myself to prove to the company that I was working for, like, I can do this. Oh, can you work, can you work an extra two hours today, and then tomorrow can you add an extra hour to your shift? And then we're gonna have you off on Thursday because we need you to work 12 hours on Friday to help us with the display. And I would say, yeah. And for me, that was, like, moderate. But I see people who are working 12-hour shifts Monday through Friday just because. And they're not getting the, they're not getting acknowledged they're not getting a pay raise. They fucking them over. They're not getting commission. Like they, they didn't even give them free water bottles. They had the company name on right. it. Right. Nothing. And I know for some people, water bottles may be nothing, but shit. At least I get a t-shirt out of this. Something right. like something to show. For. Those type of people who just wake up and go to work and they're willing to yes, yes, yes. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And you're not getting compensated for it. Leave. When that manager talking to you all disrespectful Go. and you haven't, you sick of it. Leave. No. When you complain to HR too many times, leave. When you feel like you're the only black woman in the company and you're tired of carrying that burden, leave. No. When you when the director of, of diversity and inclusion is white, leave. No. <laughs> that is your biggest sign to leave. That is that should be your first sign to leave. Along with everything else. Like go. Leave. Uh, it's, it's not worth it. There's always something. There's always something. There's always something that's going to make you more happier. That's going to make you, like, feel fulfilled. And, like, the thing is, life is short. Life really is short. So, it's like, you need to be fulfilled in every aspect of what you desire. Everything you desire, you should have it. You should literally have it. And of course, there are things that we have to be patient for, but for the most part, you should be getting what you want, especially out of a job, especially out of a relationship, out of friendships, like those kind of things, you should be getting exactly what you need and not enduring anything crazy to get it. Because abundance is really effortless, like, again, not to sound preachy either, but like, (laughs) Yeah, you have an abundance, you getting what you want, like, it should feel effortless. It shouldn't feel like this hard test you have to go through first in order to achieve. So, it starts to feel like a test. Let it go. It starts to feel like an unrewarding test. Yes, let it go. Just let it go. It's literally not worth it. At all. Nothing is worth, like she said, your your sanity and or your dignity. Nothing is worth that. Mm-hmm. Nothing is worth it. First of all, this is this is my new outlook on like Jesus paid the price. So right. what the hell I'm paying for Bro. something else for? <laughs> Jesus done paid the price. <laughs> Jesus has paid it all. Great 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 granny and grandfather already paid the price. 
should be reaping the harvest. I, it's, it's, um, 2022. Why am I still paying the price? The price has been paid, okay? No. The next time somebody have you fucked up, ask them, do you know Jesus? No, really. <laughs> like, do you know the price has been paid? Leave me alone. <laughs> do you know in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for our sins? Because if you know, then you wouldn't put me through no, no shit. Exactly. And if somebody, if, if somebody say that they know that Jesus died on the cross for you, and they still put you through some shit, you need to walk them to hell's gates yourself. No, like, drop them off to Jesus. Them there because the you got no respect for me, bro. And and it's like, when someone knows that you're going to take them back and that you're going to forgive them, it's like they lose respect for you. Yeah. So don't do that. The moment that you feel like someone thing. is, is, the moment you feel in your heart like, damn, like this nigga doing this to me again. And I don't want, let me stop saying niggas because I don't want this, I don't ever want this to, to feel like no, this is a, a nigga That is a shit. gender neutral term. Right. But, and I'm going I'm to break it down for you because women, we be doing it too. Not as often as men though. But fellas, and I know this may seem, I know y'all may be like, nah, what the fuck when I say this. But if every time y'all go out, she make you pay for everything. She don't make you like she don't pour into you in that moment. Leave, bro. Leave, leave. Because women be having money as a woman who has money herself. No, exactly. Women be having money. Like, <laughs> sitting on. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you spend. But I'm gonna also let you know like you're appreciated. It's little shit like, I'm. I'm gonna send you twenty five dollars for your haircut. You may not be able to get your beard cut, but at least you got a haircut. Right. Because beard costs. No. This man told me the other day it was fifty dollars for his haircut for his for his hair and his beard. And I'm gonna be honest with you, he didn't have much of a beard. It was patches. You picked for this. Maybe he was getting like implants or something to help the girl. I don't know. But like, when a woman really likes you, she gonna pour into you, bro. You not have, you first of all you paying you paying for her nose to get done. Her 360 frontal. Her car. Her lights, gas, and groceries. And you drop herself off the basketball practice. And no, he ain't even yours. Really? And all you get is a thank you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to make sure I'm not putting my hair dye on the Oh, man. Somebody gonna clean these pillows tomorrow. She coming in here. True. I requested her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, y'all dyed my hair black. Um, again, my locks are jet black, and I was just, I don't know, I got a weird feeling that I dyed the pillowcase, because they're white. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> As a side note. Yeah, leave. And that's, that's also me talking to myself. Leave when things are not serving you. Understand when things have never served you. It really just take the path of the least resistance. Like, if something's not serving you, then there's resistance there. Yeah. When it doesn't need to be. Life literally is so short. Also, if you feel like, oh, if I leave, this is gonna, this is gonna hurt too much. Imagine how much it's gonna hurt for you to stay. True. 
And also understand how stuck you're going to be. Because God will make you go through something over and over again until, until you, you fucking listen. Yo, literally and until you, you down. Because you're not listening. That may break you. You may be in the same position. You're getting every forever. single, exactly, every single sign possible. You sitting here praying for the sign, praying for the sign. You know what's funny? There's a quote, um, actually it's not a quote, but in the pursuit of happiness, Jaden Smith, I don't know his character's name, but he's telling Will this story about, I think it's a Bible story, and the guy's asking like, I need help, I need help. And the person, like God sends them a ship and he's like, oh no I don't need help from your ship God is gonna save me and literally sends him mad different ships and it just never works and then the person dies and when he gets to heaven um, he's asking God like why didn't you help me and God's like nigga I sent you he ain't saying nigga but, <laughs> <laughs> but God is like bro I sent you seven different boats to help you while you were stranded and you chose to ignore all of them like that was the help so it's like a lot of things around you can be the help. Like, your feelings can be the help. And now, there's a difference, which I'm learning. There's a difference between your anxiety and there's, and your um, intuition. So, and they could be very blurred as well. Like, your intuition is really something you feel like in your present, like, present state. Like, a, it's like, just like a deep knowing of sorts. I don't know how to explain it, really. Um... And your anxiety is something that's just, you're thinking about the past, you're thinking about the future, like, you're jolting back and forth, you're, like, wondering if you missed something, you're wondering what you have to do, like, that's more of an anxious feeling. Bro. It's scrabbled. It's this thing on Facebook that says your anxiety acts up around certain people, stay from around them. And that's that. I think that's, that's really true. Stay from around them. Or if you think about certain situations, if things are not adding up to you, like, all those things are... I think all those things are, are really telling signs of of things. Because it's resistance. It goes back to resistance. Like, you having that feeling is resistance. So, take the path of least resistance. And truly, like we always say, take our lessons and, and our advice type of episode no literally and truly learn from it because we i don't want to make it seem like we save lives or nothing but there are situations that you could handle or avoid just by listening to this and actually applying it to your life like if every time you get ready to go to work you feel anxious and and nothing happens to you but you go to work go leave that job stop waking up and going immediately now we're not saying just go ahead and quit and have no plan b like obviously first of all if you take that advice and you thought we telling you just quit and have nothing like you you're not really all right let me not say anything but (laughs) set yourself up that's what it is when you start to have a feeling that you need to go set yourself up to go and that's it set yourself up to go or if you have it in you to go and kind of like just wing it, then you could do that too. But like, don't don't wing it. Don't don't wing it if your finances is not in the place. Because yeah. we've experienced some friends, cousins, nieces that that this. Nah, I have two. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got too, too much faith. Like, 
And I don't even know if that's that's and y'all don't have no fear. That's scary. That's scary. Or I mean, shame. Y'all have no, no fear, fear shame. No shame. Please bring back shame. We have to. That is my campaign for the years to come. You should run for president. I will. And that's my yo, Michelle Obama try to feed kids carrots. I'm bringing back shame. Like, I think that's what happened. That's what happened. What? Be. Y'all just out here doing anything. Y'all quitting y'all jobs with nothing. <laughs> with a whole apartment and life car still note. goes on. No, like literally, like life still like has credit to go not on. gonna get fucked up. So I'm gonna need y'all to um if, yeah. at least, if you gonna quit your job, let me tell y'all something right now. If you if you have a driver's license and a car and you gonna quit your job, the least you could do is a, to is be an Instacart person. Just do Uber, Uber Lyft, Uber Eats, Grubhub, something. something. That's the least Go you could do. Go deliver pizzas for Domino's. Bro, something. Domino's always hired. Because you just or you better go and go to the Chinese spots because the Chinese spots no, start to hire non-Chinese people. Exactly. So make sure you're getting some, some cash just to keep yourself afloat. But if it's not serving you, then keep it pushing. That's it. That's all. And every aspect of life, too. If it's not serving you, then go. Go. The, the keto diet, if it's not serving you, try go. something else. Go. Go. If the man ain't treating you right, try a new one. Go. Try his friend. No, literally. Get his brother, get his dad, somebody. Whoever gonna do it right. Life, literally, life is short. And life is too short to be to be with someone working a job or anything of that nature. That's not serving you. Yeah. And I've seen people, my mother, for instance, dedicate herself to something that was not serving her. And my mom didn't realize how drained of, of life and energy she was. My mom is someone, if you're sitting in her presence, like, my mom's laugh alone will have you laughing because you, it's like, it's one of those funny laughs. Like, right. damn, sis, like, the, the laugh alone got me laughing. I don't even know what y'all laughing at. That she couldn't even laugh properly. And, and that sucks. That like, take, sucks. Having something take your light away is like. Again. And I and I always say to myself, I don't ever like God, please help me so I'm never like that. And I know that I am someone who could walk in a room and command that shit. God, do not ever let me lose that because of a man or a job or a friend. Literally. Don't ever let me lose. Get away. I need to be able to walk in every room and smile at it, smile at everybody and be all good. Or if I'm mad, I'm like I need to be able to own that for myself. I don't ever want anyone to take that away from me. Ever. I do want to be able to use such gift in a the best positive way ever. Because when I'm miserable, I'm miserable. And everybody around me is miserable. Everybody I'm not like Eeyore. Like No, literally, like <laughs> Damn, yeah, we don't know what, what the shift was, but it's here. You like, immediately, yeah. nah, like, I literally, because I came I was in the room with friends. the cloud. Some shit happened to me last week, you know what I'm talking about. And I went to work. Everybody was just down. And, like, people from the other floors were coming up to us, was like, what's wrong? And people, like, it was to the point where people was like, I don't know, we all just in a funk today. And I had to realize, like, they're in a funk because I'm in a funk. And I truly command this room. I have that light to me. And God, like, God help me to keep that light. Help me to maintain this light. Because there, there's even been times where I've gone through things such as, like, 
you know, like just my finances is not where I need to be. I feel like I'm not going hard enough and I still have that light. I don't ever want any situation in life to take that light away to, you know, for me to be it to consume that light for me. And I damn sure don't want it to be no man. Or no damn job. No. You don't have to commit. I'm going to commit double time. Listen. You make me lose my life? Triple time. <laughs> double homicide. No. <laughs> yeah, I need to it's watch that video. She said to him. Like, absolutely not. There's light. If there's light in you, and there's light in everybody, but like, yo, preserve that. Because like, the world is scary. The world is scary. The last thing you need to do is to lose your life because of something, someone, not not giving what you need to succeed and feel loved, feel appreciated. Like, nah. Life is literally too short. It's too short. It's too short. It's too short to be miserable about somebody else's behavior. Nope. I rebuke that. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> like, Amen. And I'm not even trying to be one of those churchy people. And I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Like, I truly believe in God. I know that God has everything to do with wherever I am in life and anything that I have. Without God, I am nothing. I am one of those people. So that's why I say that. I I go to I reference God for my behalf, not for y'all's behalf. Right. Whoever you reference, more power to you. Right. But insert. I personally know that if God wasn't who He was for me, nah, done made it through some shit. Some shit that I that I didn't. I don't even realize it. Like there were times where, and like just listening to my family talk about things from when I was a child, like. There are times where we should have starved. We should have had a roof over our head. And I went without even realizing that I should have lacked. To bring it into other terms of shit, a few... Last week, I am at Girl 2 almost all the time. And the one time I say, I'm going to go home. The restaurant at the opposite end of the corner has a shootout. If that wasn't God, I don't know what the fuck that was. Like, God... Oh, my... And I'm not trying to preach y'all, but God has saved me from things I did not know I was saved from. Multiple times. Literally, like, there's been times where I've been rushing down... I get off work at 6 o'clock. The train is at 6.10. I'm rushing down the street, like... I want to get on this train. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And you know when you feel like you're not going to make the train, you start walking slow because you're like, I ain't going to make it anyways. Right. And as soon as you get to the train station and you pull up, there's been times, there was a time when I was working in Stanford and it, I was literally giving up. I'm like, I'm not going to make this train. And I got on, but I made it by the skin of my teeth and got down. And then I started seeing the cops just flying by. So then when we get to row in, I started getting the alerts on my phone lockdown person was somebody had a gun or some shit that could have been me no literally I've literally fallen asleep in an Uber like driving from Connecticut from New York to Connecticut like 
3 a.m. in the morning. That shit is scary. <laughs> that shit is scary. I literally, like, fell asleep and made it home okay. There's so many things I've, like, gone through that I just came out unscathed. Like, just literally by the grace. That is it. It's by the grace. Big thanks to the man upstairs. Insert, I mean, whoever you feel is saving you or holding you down, like, it's a, it's really an insert here kind of thing. Like, no one is forcing you to adapt to anything that we believe in, but that's where we are. That's where we feel. Leave. <laughs> leave. Out. Either. <laughs> leave. And you know what? You may have to leave and leave a note on the kitchen table and change your phone number. Like, you may have to do that. Like, you may have to understand that you don't always get closure from situations the way you think that you need it. Sometimes, you just got to get up and go and never look back. And that's your closure. You're not always going to get that apology from a person. True. When a person is no longer serving you and you walk away, but you want them to explain why they hurt you so bad... And you keep, oh, but you don't really, you're never going to, if you have to tell someone to apologize to you, that means they're not sorry. Exactly. They never thought of doing that shit themselves. You shouldn't have to continuously point out somebody's behavior to get them to understand where you're coming. No. No, 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 no. Because, again, life is too short. And the even more important, there are people who are aligned with you. There are people who understand, like, okay, I messed up, and this is how I need to fix it, this is how I need to come to them, this is how I need to apologize, like, yeah, there are people who are gonna meet you where you need to be met, and that's it, like, don't, there's no need to wait, there's somebody who's gonna meet you, there's a a job that's gonna meet the exact needs that you want, there are friends who are gonna be the tribe that you need to have, like, (laughs) don't waste any more time, that's my focus, do not waste any more time, life is short, life is precious, you need to get all that you deserve. If you would like to pay his tithes and offering for this episode, exactly. you can send for money. <laughs> I cash up in Because <laughs> this was, this was, and I'm going to be honest here and say that there's, this is definitely one of those moments of like, practice what you preach. Yep. Because I'm sitting here pouring into y'all's life and I don't be taking my advice in time. Mm-hmm. And recently I've been having to be like, shit. Let's go back and journal this no and actually apply this to our lives. But walk away. Y'all got this. Until next time.